If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply felt discouraged or even defeated, if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then this podcast is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Andre Henry. Yes. Code name Black Wolf. Hey, how's it going, Carissa? <laughs> Pretty good. Did I give away your secret? Is it okay? <laughs> that the no, audience- you're fine. You're fine. That's what people call me. <laughs> okay. Black Wolf or Andre? What do I call you? Uh, people that I do taxes for and uh, help them with investing, they call me Black Wolf, but you can call me Andre. Okay. <laughs> wow. That is freaking awesome. I'm like looking at this. <laughs> Are you cozy? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm comfortable <laughs> now. We're going to inspire people to be millionaires, right? Yeah, yeah, we definitely help them uh, along the route, creating generations. Let me just tell you, my, my son, he's nine years old and he loves wolves. Like he would seriously lose his mind if I, if I told him, I talked to someone named Black Wolf. He'd be like, (laughs) no way. I'm going to show him this. It's going to be so, he's got wolves all over his room. I got a dream catcher wolf. I love, I love wolves. Yeah. You do okay. I got, I got, I got a wolf tatted. I love wolves. You do. Yes. Oh yes. wow! Yes. Now, have you ever been to a wolf sanctuary or like interacted with wolves? Oh uh, no, nah, I, I haven't got that close to them. I, I messed with panthers and stuff when I was in Mexico, but I, I'm, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. I'm taking it a step at a time. So let me be an inspiration for you to do that. I'm going to hook you up. I'll tell you the places you could go to because it's incredible. It's incredible. And uh, my son wrote a book called the Denali Wolf Pack. So wolves and you and him have that in common. I want to talk a little bit about Andre, but first of all, let's talk about his partner. His his partner can't be here today, right? Is is she your... She got doctor's appointment. She can't make it today. Yeah, yeah, she can't make it. But I did want to talk about her a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You guys yeah. wrote, because you guys wrote this book together. Yeah, right? yeah. She came up with the uh, Ten Infutable Laws. Uh, she um, And we just went chapter to chapter with each other and uh, put it all together. That's awesome. Okay. So his partner is Sierra Brown, professional track athlete. She was ranked eighth in the world in 2019 for what event? Uh, the 800 meters. Ooh, she's fast and a little bit of endurance. I ran track in high school, so I know a little bit. She graduated <laughs> from Hampton University with a psychology degree and hopes to help people around the world who are struggling mentally from post-adolescent stress or stress in general. Sierra has dedicated most of her life on and off the track, mentoring young athletes and non-athletes. She helps these individuals build their self-esteem mentally, which helps build confidence with themselves by doing that, that promotes better performance in their everyday lives. And Andre, how did you two meet? Uh, we actually, um, when I, I ran track in high school, I saw her in high school. We actually 
just seeing each other over the years. Uh, I ran in college too. We saw each other in conference. Um, and we actually didn't really talk till like after college and everything. So you guys weren't really connected, but you knew of each other. Like you never yeah, talked like, to each other. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really say anything. We haven't, we didn't really talk until she had like tax problems and I helped her with her tax. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we, uh, we talked. Yeah. Oh, so she heard about you from someone else. How did she know that you did that? Um, a lot of people know I do taxes. So, um, it was just like repeat and referral business. Cause I do a lot of people, um, taxes that I went to school with or uh-huh. uh just like around in the community so she heard about me and then um I helped uh fix her books mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's awesome now are you together romantically yeah we are we are uh, engaged oh engaged congratulations when are you getting married uh April oh that's coming up very exciting oh that's so sweet Okay, so Andre is a freaking rock star, all right? I mean, this this bio, I'm sure, doesn't even do him service. So we're going to dive deeper in getting to know Andre. He's a financial life coach, and he was a dual major in business and finance, a graduate from Wilmington University. He has experience with Fortune 500 companies, worked at J.P. Morgan as a trader, and at at Exelon as a cost accountant. Andre was also a brand ambassador for Shark Tank's Damon John, in which he became a member of the Shark Group. So we're going to dive deep into that. And Andre currently helps over 500 individuals. Well, I hope you have a team. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a team now. It's like a team of like 30 of us now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have time to talk to me, I'm sure. (laughs) And taxes using Dream Again's product and services. So underrepresented communities suffer from a psychological and financial genocide. Now, that's interesting. I want to learn more about that, too, what you mean by that, because that just feels powerful. Like it feels like such a strong truth and mission from your heart. And Andre, yeah. Andre and his partners here have committed to help fixing that issue. Welcome, Andre. Hello. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, having me on today. Yeah, that's amazing. So let's go deep into who you are and how you've become just a model for everyone out there. I mean, your success has just been phenomenal. And I can just tell from your heart that you're looking to help as many people as possible. And if you can see behind Andre, this is his latest book, From Orphan to Self-Made Millionaire. So I want to hear about this. Tell me about yourself and where you grew up. What was your environment like? Okay, so I, I mean, I grew up in a, a couple of different environments. I started off in uh, Chester, PA. It's like a poverty town. Like we don't even have McDonald's in Chester. Um, so like so PA, uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Chester, Pennsylvania. Um it's a small city. Uh, grew up in Section Eight. I lost both of my parents at the age of eight, um, and then um, I moved out of the Section Eight. I moved into uh, Drexel Hill, where it was uh, predominantly white. So I've been in like both, uh, like economic structures. Yeah. I've just yeah. seen uh, different environments. How did you lose your parents? Um, my mother. Uh, it was a, a car accident on ninety five. It was a big collision. She like 
got hit. it was like 18 car collision. She got got hit by a truck uh, oh, on 95, and then she was like one exit away, and then she she just didn't make it home. And then my dad only seen my father uh, one time. Uh, oh, and so then he wasn't really like, he, yeah, he, he disappeared. And then um, after that, pretty much my my grandma took us in. Well, the ones that she, uh, she could, you know, because by state. She only could have, you know, you gotta have that certain capacity. I got four brothers, two sisters, so oh. she couldn't really hold all of us. So she, like, some of them got pushed into the orphanages, mm-hmm. and and like uh, we got split up. But we, um, she moved us out of Chester, and we went to uh, Drexel Hill. So mm-hmm. when we went to Drexel Hill, I went to uh, different elementary schools. So we went from like a predominantly black neighborhood, rough neighborhood, to predominantly white. So it was just a whole change and we dealt with like racism and everything. So we dealt with both sides. We So like just growing up, I seen like both worlds, like the tragic of each. And then, you know, over time, you know, I got into athletics and everything. And then I just grew relationships with different ethnicities. Um, I went to Upper Darby uh, High School. Uh, it's one of the like most diverse schools and, um, you know, like in the tri-state. So I pretty much got to hang around different cultures. Mm-hmm. And just uh, got the feel for like people and then where they came from and got like a dip, uh, a deeper meaning of uh, where they come from. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. And then how did you get into running? Did you find that you had a natural talent or? Uh, yeah, all my family fast. So like all of us. Uh, oh, like, my, your my, older, my older brother, Walter, actually was um, him and my sister, Audrey, ran track uh, when we moved over here and they was just like like naturally good. So they had us like on a hill racing each other. Like we always would race each other. And if we could keep up with them, we'd do good in the race because like my brother, he was like state champion. Oh like my God. Four by four, four by one. He always brought home medals. So like it influenced me. So I, I saw him doing it. He played football, wrestling. So mm-hmm. he was like a big, he, he was like, he was like one of my father figures, you know, like to yeah. And he just, um, he did everything. He was just like working like two jobs, doing track, playing football, wrestling. So he had a a big impact on me. And my other brother played football as well. So like like all of us is just naturally athletic. So yeah, yeah, I think think it's just in the genes for real. Yeah. And did you guys get along? Like, did your older brother really take on being a father figure because you were with your grandmother, right? Yeah. I mean, it was my, uh, my grandmother and my grandpa. Like my uh-huh. grandpa was like, he was like a father figure to me as well, but he uh, yeah. passed away from cancer. So it like, it impacted the family. Um, yeah. Like how my, old were you when he passed away? Uh, my grandpa, I mean, I, I made it through, like, I was like a sophomore in college, but in junior in college. Yeah. But like, but I grew so up, I, yeah, I grew up, I grew up with him and he was a, a good impact on me. Um, And then uh, my brother, yeah, he pretty much, like he gave me, he bought me clothes and stuff like that. So it was just like, cause you know, my, my grandmom and my grandpa, you know, bought what they could afford, you know, like we as a former mill babies, uh, is it like people would understand that. Um, but, uh, my brother would give me like the fashion stuff, like everybody was wearing. Cause I didn't really feel like I, I fit in places. Cause I had like, you know, my clothes wasn't up to date. So, but over time I learned that it really didn't mean nothing, but it was just good that he was yeah. there to help me like get through like the environments because he was uh, experiencing himself. Yeah. And then what about finance and math? Did you find that you really thrived in math and school? 
Uh, so it's funny when um when I like transferred over to uh, the Drexel Hill area, I wasn't really I was like behind. I was in remedial classes to uh, like sixth grade, seventh grade. But the one subject that I actually got down was math. Um, Miss Abel at Westbrook Park and Mr. Ryan were pretty much like big influences on me. I reached out to them. Oh, that's so sweet. I thank them because they they saw like I had an ability with numbers and like it helped me transition out of those other classes. Like math was like my pathway as I got older. That's beautiful. Isn't that amazing how a teacher can make such a positive influence in your life? I mean, they can make a negative influence too. I mean, you know, by what they say, but they really believed in you. And then that that's amazing. And, and so, okay. So then you go on and then you apply to college and why the double major? Uh, dual major. I was, uh, so I went to school, I was just going to be an accountant major because uh, my uncle was an accountant and uh, his kids were like well off. They went to like Harvard, Brown University, stuff like that. And I'm just like, well, if you're an accountant and he, he from Chester as well, he broke his, you know, his, like his primary family cycle. Um, so I just saw it from him and then I applied and, you know, I ended up getting a scholarship for track and, uh, you know, uh, ac- academic Cause you know, by that time I was uh, doing well academic wise. Um, wow. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I went to be an accountant and then my roommate was uh Neil Shah. He came from like India and he was just like, we was both like majors. He was like, yo, let's do a major. And I was just like, why not? You know, he was just like, yeah, help us, you know, be more marketable, you know, in the job market and things of that nature. Yeah. So me and him, like. He really inspired you and motivated you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we used to compete with each other on everything. Like, it was. Yeah. So it was just like, we used to help each other because it was like a collaboration. And then uh, it was more of a comrade. So we pretty much um, picked up finance and accounting. And then, like, we'd just teach each other you know, the, you know, each side. So I'd be like, I'd take accounting for a week here, take finance, and then we'd just go through each other notes and stuff like that. And we just like worked with each other through that. So it was uh, pretty good. And, um, you know, I end up dropping accounting. Uh, and then I went to business and finance because I felt like I had a good hold on accounting. I wanted to learn like the business side of things and the finance side of things because I know that's how like, you know, businesses operate. So uh, by like junior year, I'll, I'll focus more on the business and finance aspect of things. Oh, amazing. Okay, so now let's get to later on in life and tell me about what happened when you got out of school. I mean, did you work for a company? Like, what happened? I, uh, what happened? Uh, so, like, I mean, junior year, I, you know, I founded uh, Dream Again. Uh, dream Again was it's basically like Martin Luther King's uh, dream, and I turned it to a company. Oh, um, I love it. Because, like, just dealing with all the cultures and stuff like that, I, I found that, you know, like, you know, racism is more of, like, economics. It's not really, um like, the individuals that I meet. Um, so just, you know, learn, looking at life from that perspective, just knowing, like, certain things were set up a certain way, I, you know, I found it dream again and just took uh, different concepts and built on it. You know, post-graduation, I uh, worked for J.P. Morgan as a, a trade uh like i syndicated corporate loans i was a trader okay. and then um i did but that for like ask, did you also have your company at the on at the same time yeah yeah but i wasn't okay. like doing um 
I wasn't too, doing too much activity on there oh, because okay. of restriction, restrictions from the company and everything. I was just more of like just writing down ideas and just building concepts uh, of where I can um I where see. I can take it. You know, once if I you know like when I lead a company because always like I always knew like I wasn't like I'm not just a worker. Like I I yeah. want to work for myself as well. And then um you know I traded at J.P. Morgan for like two years. And then, um, I, you know, I read a bunch of books and learned like the foundation of the company. And I really felt like it wasn't for me. Uh, I didn't, I'm not a big follower behind JP Morgan. I know they syndicated the loans that messed up Latin America, Africa, oh, yeah. you know, the Jackal Island. So like, I learned the history of it, the roots of it. Wow. And then, uh, Good for I know, you. Like, they, you mean you're yeah. ethical. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, like. You have a heart. <laughs> 2008 crash I could see like everything that occurred like they yeah. pretty much broke up the loan so like I learned that aspect of the company and I'm just like wow it's like a lot of things that go on from this company and then I end up you know leaving and I focus more on dream again and then um you know I picked up you know energy company contracts just to get the cost accounting aspect down and I I ended up you know I started what do you uh, mean like you had your own consulting business yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I pretty much I was doing like contracts for like three, six months, and they yeah. pay my IN. And then, you know, like, I'll, yeah, because uh, that's pretty impressive. I mean, you say it nonchalantly, but to just like jump in to starting your own company and yeah. having these big contracts, you know, that's a big deal. I mean, did you, did you get like, it was through a referral? Yeah, it was, it, nah, like, it, it, it's nonchalant now, but it was definitely a process. It was hard, like during the times, because just yeah. to like, leave I was just like you know like I just felt like it wasn't like I was working for like the wrong people like because you know where I come from you know coming from section eight and stuff you know I'm basically contributing to like that and that's yeah. where my family at so like I'm I'm in a bigger picture now and I'm sitting behind the operations of it and it's just like I'm operating and I'm making where I come from even worse so it's just like you know there's a lot of people still sitting there today and they still working in there but I was just like you know I got have an extra route so you know you know I put 15 15 percent of 401k rolled into the Roth IRA caught EV early and I outperformed the S&P by 700 percent it's like I didn't I didn't know like because you know like when you invest it's like some things is uncertain but I just like analyzed sectors and I read a lot of books about it and mm -hmm. I created my own algorithms uh to pretty much help me with like day trading and make like everyday money oh, and then wow. um Okay, yeah, wait, can I, I just stop you for a second? Do you have yeah. a software program? Because you said I, you created algorithms. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used the Thinkorswim platform, but I took like different criteria. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, that I learned from like, just like the different, like, you know, European volume, uh, just uh, share structure. And then um, just different things that I learned just within the bank, just watching, you know, transactions occur. Like I was able to build uh, different studies around it. And then once I did that, you know, I pretty much can catch a play on a daily basis. Like I haven't found a play in like three years. So like, and I can get in and out of stock, like pretty easy, like 25, 40%, sometimes 200% gains in a matter of like 10 minutes. So oh my God. yeah, like it, it happens, but I'm like, it's, it's humbling because it's like, you know, I, um, it came over time. Like I didn't, I didn't know it would happen like this because like the chat room started with 30 people this year. Now we have like 
a thousand two hundred or something like that. And it's just like, you know, I I help people like just understand like just like financial tools and concept, how to like ex exit their jobs, how to roll their 401ks into self-directed IRAs, Roth IRAs. So I learned all the like financial aspects about it. I even started, I met up with uh, you know, I was in like the Forbes meetings. I met up with um the uh, college backer CEO and started my own dream again education fund. So it was like five two nine plan. Uh, I reached out to Lively, started a uh, a dream again HSA. So that's like education and health expenses, one hundred percent write off. And then um, I just did a partnership with Divi for business credit, uh, ADP, uh, pretty much. Um, What's Divi? What's Divi? Divi is uh, that's like a business credit uh, company. So they oh, pretty much okay. about like business credit cards. So like. I talked talk with them so I can help like all these individuals in the chat room establish business credit. Um, oh, that's on, like, amazing. Yeah. So like, I just been building the asset. Like I built the business. Like I was working in the business a lot when I was just doing people taxes. Yeah. Now I kind of like backed out and I started like a tax franchise where I established like five key partnerships to uh, help individuals, you know, start their own tax franchise, bring their brand, they keep everything, you know, keep as like a five for five deal. That's what I call it. So mm-hmm. like I just create programs like uh, assets now to pretty much help me, um, you know, maintain and uh, keep it going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, like, yeah, because you, you can live off of that income. Exactly. Can we, can we talk about like your purpose, your truth? Because we talked a little bit about it and you really, uh, you know, touch on that about financial genocide and like psychological genocide, you know, what's happening in these communities and how can you help or how do you see yourself helping? So like the way I look at it is like, if you just look at it, like, um, you know, like a, a white male, you know, their income to buying power is like, like 13.6 trillion. If you look at the general group, you know, all, like if people like Asians is at like 1.2 trillion, Blacks is at 1.6, Hispanics is at like 1.8 trillion. So if you just look at that, like 13, it's just like, if I went out for credit and I got 13.6 trillion, you know, debt, like income to uh, borrowing power versus somebody with a 1.6, you can just see the difference right there on a larger scale. So I just feel like, you know, but at the same time, individuals just been building wealth through like different vehicles, through like small business, like these 529 plans, the HSAs, um, you know, putting their family on payroll. So like I reached out and found all these relationships and I try to introduce it to the community. Some people just so fixated, you know, it's a psychological genocide because, you know, in school we learn about apartheid, slavery, civil rights, like most <laughs> Most of our HBCUs was like not even founded by black individuals. You know, they was they was funded in the like 1900 bus ride. All the rich people from New York funded all the schools and churches of the South. So it's just like it's not it, like the purpose of it was like cheap labor. You know, it's like it was meant for like us to work and then cheap labor. You know, artificial intelligence can wipe us out because, you know, black males is the most unemployed. It was like 16, 16 percent or something like that. But it's like. I feel like that's why like I think racism is more economics. It's not like purposefully. It's like some companies out here that has purpose to help, but it's just like the way things just been set up and the mindset that people are in from like just the environments and how they how they are set up. Mm-hmm. It's uh mm-hmm. it's hard for 
us to, you know, come up. Like I, I was, I'm grateful that I seen other environments because if I just like stayed in Chester and just learned that environment, I don't think we'd be having this conversation today. So yeah. I'm the individual, you know, you know, I lost my parents, whatever. But it's like at the same time, I seen the opportunity in my path. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I reached out and made key relationships, strategic relationships to help, you know, bring that opportunity to those environments. They're used to me because they know I'm from there. So like I can have that conversation down to that level. You know, somebody that's like, you know, that grew up uh, within these certain environments, like middle class or yeah. uh, uh, middle class, they they it's, they don't understand. Yeah. They can't have that communication line from somebody from Section Eight or from the hood. I like I can go to any hood and I like people in the chat room all from like all different dem- demographics. Yeah. And it's international now because we started, you know, the Dream Again podcast in Africa. So like now we got Africa. So we talk to people from all poverty lines and. It's just like I try to teach people, you know, if you make 35K in the U.S., you're in the one percent of the world. You know, I'm talking to people in Africa that don't even make a dollar a day, you know, like that. Like you should just look at it. That's like the perspective perspective. that I learned. Yeah, Yeah, it's like an opportunity. Like a lot of people will think like 35,000 is is not a lot, but you can turn it into so much more. It's an opportunity, right? So that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So like I try, like, that's what I, like, I talk to them on that level. I'm like, well, if you make 35K, you're in Section 8, you put in like Ross, 529 plans, you can create an opportunity for the next generation. Even if you got to be the one that hustle and do it. Like, but, you know, some people selfish or something like that so like my purpose is just let them like bring that awareness to the to the culture you know because it's like nobody really come back in once they leave out so like if I could at least set up instruments financial instruments to help or just bring that to their attention that can uh change you know their kids future at least or Mm -hmm. even theirs if they make the right investment um I like, I want that to be, I want that to be there. And that's, I feel like that's my purpose. My purpose is to help individuals that's, you know, undervalued on a uh, individual or global scale, like within any environment. I just feel like people are undervalued everywhere. And um, it doesn't really matter. A culture is just like, you know, people should feel inspired when they wake up. So, I mean, that's like the highest act of like human. So, I feel like if I can, if my story can have that type of impact on somebody, I tell them and just let them know, like, you know, I'll be a helping hand, like throughout your process. That's amazing. Do you want to talk about your book a little bit and and how that can help, how that can be a tool for people if they feel stuck in their lives? The book is pretty, it's, it's pretty, it goes in detail of like every struggle that I ever went through like the mm-hmm. personality I am today, the confidence that people see, you know, you go and read about all the hardship that I had to face, just, you know, losing my mother, you know, seeing my father once, you go and read about Sierra's story, uh, her her mother not being in her life, and then mm-hmm. um, it, raised by just her father, all mm-hmm. the uh, emotions, all the, all the grit, like everything that it took for to change the current life and, you know, just coping with your, like some of the laws is like cope. You gotta cope with your problems. You know, you gotta face it. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta reborn. You gotta rebirth yourself. Uh, you just love. Yeah. You just gotta love yourself, and then it's gonna help elevate you to the next level. Yeah. So you 
on. It's going to go like in detail and it's going to give you like your own like personal interaction with our stories and you just tell your story and uh, it's going to help you through through those stages because I feel like a lot of people um, a lot of people are scared to admit you know their their uh, trauma or what they going through like they cover it up you know Uh oh yeah that was me oh totally (laughs) I never admitted it oh yeah Yeah, I was hiding because you know I didn't want to be identified with that I didn't want to be like oh I'm this victim this happened to me so I just pushed it down and it came up as disease in me you know yeah yeah because it's like self-love is so important and and to talk about it it is a way of healing and loving yourself narrative therapy that's like the approach that she was coming with is like narrative oh. therapy because I never really like like I could never really open up to people like I pretty much like it was the first time I like put everything that I felt on page and mm-hmm. it's um was it, that like, challenging to go did you feel like you were reliving it yeah like I felt how I felt um during those stages like it was time I, I got emotional while writing it because I felt like I felt it again and it was like a like, it was, like, years. I, like, you know, I covered it up with everything, like, sports, every, like, everything, like, it's like I was covering it up with everything, and I wasn't really facing my trauma. And now I can just, like, I can talk about it. Like, I don't have no, if somebody asks me, I'll be like, yeah, that's how I felt. You know, like, I could talk to my brothers, and, like, me and my brothers, like, my sisters, like, we could, like, I talked to them because it's like I got through it, and they, like, they had me for me, but they still facing the same trauma, so it's just, like, I'm like I'm closest to them because it's like they felt they feel how I felt like I feel like everybody trauma is different but when it's something close like your mom yeah you lose grad at such a a young age and how it's going to impact your life you know your brothers and sisters they pretty much like you know a reflection of you so like they they know that pain and agony so like I talk to them daily and just try to you know help them get through their trauma because that's you know it, 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 it works both sides like I listen to them and then they listen to me and then it helps with the whole like solution. That's, that's amazing. What a good sibling. What a good brother you are to your family. That's so awesome. Okay. (laughs) Now I want to go into some, like, how did you meet Damon John and get to be a brand ambassador for him? It it was for his clothing line, right? I, so it was, um, the rise and grind book. Uh, he had like an uh, open poll, and he pretty much was uh, selecting, like, I think it was like 100 entrepreneurs at the time. And then, um, you know, I just submitted Dream Again. I told him, you know, like, about, like, the concept behind it. Yeah. I mean, behind it. Oh, I, I bet he loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I submitted the application. And then um, once I submitted the application, I was chosen. And this is why I was working in the bank. So I was happy because this is the same time I'm learning all the, because uh, so, I was unaware. Like, I didn't even know much about J.P. Morgan. Like, I didn't know like what they did like I like they I mean they they helped the uh O's family buy the New York Times so people won't know but it's like I didn't notice so I'm like reading it, and then I'm like I applied to it and it's like everything like fell into place like I felt like it was more it's not universal God whatever people want to believe is yeah. God for me but like it was that and then once I um once I did that uh, once I was selected, it just opened up all these doors. I started re- meeting more millionaires, like these people I can collab with. And um, 
his rising grind. At that point, was, were you a millionaire? At that point? Oh no, no. At that point, at that point, I was uh, I was just, I was working. I was working, so I wasn't. A, yeah, but you I could was, be working at a millionaire. I, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. It's, it's smart to like when you offsetting, but um. But not yet. Yeah, at that point, at that point, I was um. I just got into real estate. So like, okay. I was uh, like, I was the brand ambassador. He was teaching me like marketing tactics. Uh, he was, he pretty much put a group of entrepreneurs, like the shark group together. And we all like pretty much a community and we stayed connected. Everybody keep up with each other's brands. And uh, we was basically like, he was sending us different locations set up to promote his book. You know, he would do like uh, different events for, for us. So it was pretty cool. That and then- cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got, he had like the, the meeting up New York after the end of it, like pretty much like sending us gift cards and stuff like that. So it was, it was a, a good experience and it just opened my door up to more entrepreneur like thoughts and pathways, how people were building, like creating mm-hmm. communities. And it like influenced me to create my own. Yeah, because it's almost like that was your destiny because you were vibrating at that level and, and spirit in the universe, whatever you believe in said, okay, it's time, go learn, go learn from these people, go learn from these masters. And then you can do it too. And then, and then it's like, you could see a path there probably when you saw how they replicated this process, right? It definitely turned to like the tunnel vision. Like I've been laser focused since like, I'm even laser focused now. It's just crazy because, I, I still, tell. it's like, it's surreal. Like I, like, I'm like sitting in the room with Raymond Aaron and he like, he got paid like a million dollars to do a speech. And they like, he like, Oh he my God, me, that's he, amazing. Yeah. I'm like, he asking me for my opinions and I'm like, I'm like, bro, I'm not, like, you do. I'm like, I'm like, and he just he got like, a million dollars for this talk. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like, yo, he asking me my opinion. So it's been pretty cool. Like, and just meeting up with these different CEOs. I'm just like, Wow, maybe um, maybe I'm like who I be- like think I'm uh, think I am. Like you start getting that belief, and that belief is so powerful because once you start believing, like your vision, it's just like it's going to put you on a different frequency, and then that frequency is going to keep growing. That's why I just I, I know I'm not done because I got a lot more in store. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so do you, from everything you've been through, do you have any tips or resources to help you, our audience overcome any obstacles like from broken homes or if they've suffered tragedy or trauma in their life? If you, if you suffer tragedy or trauma, uh, I was to say first cope with it, you know, just <laughs> accept everything that life, like life, life gives to you. Like everything happens. Yeah for a reason you know find the meaning in Beautiful. your pain yeah Beautiful. just find that meaning in your pain and then after that you want to just like establish habits on a daily basis to get you through you know like not take your mind off it per se but build on something new that you know that's going to grow Mm, that's amazing. So how, um, how can people hire you or work with you? I mean, I, I can put your website in the show notes or do you want them to buy your book? What, um, what's your dream now? <laughs> how can we uh, support what, you? Uh, so, so I started the dream again book club. <laughs> I started, okay. I got a couple, I got, I got a lot of different uh, things set up. So I started dream again book club to help individuals retain hundred uh, percent royalties, get international exposure, um, and just uh, 
And then I got like uh, the Wolfpack teaching you financial literacy, you know, giving all those financial tools uh, to those individuals, helping individuals set up tax franchises, um, helping individuals create their own algos. I created a general set to pretty much give to people to help, you know, get uh, a steady income on a short term basis. And then I did all those deals like I was stating before, uh, like the 529 HSA funds to help them build generational wealth. Uh, business credit as well. Um, we actually got partnered with the NASDAQ uh, mentor maker. So if you're interested, we can get you a mentor or mentee spot. If you got a good background, doesn't matter what background you come from. Uh, like what, uh, well, like whatever you do, like you can be like a trucker or like anything, any yeah. entrepreneur. So pretty much, I pretty much um, just reach out to me, uh, dream again, underscore the legacy on Instagram. You can uh, contact us, uh, orphan of self made millionaire, uh, mm-hmm. com. And can you uh, buy the book on Amazon? Yeah, yeah, the book's on Amazon. It's okay. on Amazon. It's in okay. UK. It's yeah. In Haiti. Yeah, it's global. Okay. It's global. Yeah. Awesome. And then, yeah, and then, um, you know, you can just reach out to me. I add people to the Wolfpack. It's an open community. Uh, you can see the algo at work on a daily basis. I catch something every morning. <laughs> Oh my God, this this is an opportunity. If anyone is listening to this right now, this is an opportunity. I mean, seriously, because you are a wizard at stocks. I mean, there's something in you that just clicks when you see, uh, I don't know how, how, how you invest in stocks or or what is it that you're investing in? Uh, so, I mean, I'm more of like um, a wealth builder. So I build on assets. So like I, I invest in like the tax-free money market accounts and then I just day trade to build more assets. So like I'm more of a, a wealth builder, like, cause you know, like capital gains, you know, you can make money, but those are like 35, 39% is going to go to uncle Sam of your profits. You know, mm-hmm. in reality is like 50% when you do your tax filing, cause your accountant's going to try to take the fee, but it's like, um, once you learn like the offsets, like the business side of it, like you can learn, like, you know, I'm an accountant first before I'm a trader, but I know how I trade. So it's like, yeah. you know, travel's hundred percent right off, food's hundred percent right off, a phone hundred percent right off, Wi-Fi is hundred percent right off. So I know all the like business aspect within the assets. So like I would take the funds instead of paying the IRS or uncle Sam, I would, I would reinvest into assets so it can offset my capital gains and modify my adjusted gross income. So like I play the wealth game and then I invest into these tax free uh, vehicles because I don't I know I don't have to report them on, uh, you know, my scheduling like at the end of the year. Mm. I see something for you. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, like an app or a board game for kids. There's something for. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So because just like centralizing everything that you do in a fun way, um, I think that would be really cool and something. It's so crazy that you said that because that's like my, like, that's my idea. Like when you look at like the dream again concepts, it's like, it's like Facebook investing into like a metaverse right now. So like they stopped funding like Facebook, like the social app. And like the metaverse is like a 3D world, like for kids and stuff. Like it's going to be for like individuals, but like, like my, like I want the same type concept, but I'm going to do it for kids. Like that's like my, my big vision, like just to put kids on the right path, you know, to follow their dreams. That's what like dream again about. So it's like connecting the dreamers at a, a young age. Like that's what like our cartoon concept about is basically um, 
it's that's is in a copyright process, but like that's what's gonna come out. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool. And okay. I, I'll, I'll, well, yeah. reach out to me separately if you want to talk about that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that would be I, awesome. I, I want to give somebody some ideas and they run off on them. <laughs> okay, I know, I know. Yeah. What can we do? Right. So it was amazing to talk with you. You're so inspiring, and um, I know you're going to influence so many people's lives. And just, um, just from my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank for you. Being here. I appreciate you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Zen Success. I would love to get your feedback at zensuccesspodcast.com on what topics you'd be most interested in and what Zen Success is to you. Thanks for listening.